0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show. The Tom Bernard Morning Show. Streamed every morning on the Tom Bernard Show app and anytime on demand, wherever you get your podcasts.
1: We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, I've been been scrolling through about um, five different publications, and I will tell you this, that we're about right now 24 hours away from the real beginning of Christmas because it's always the Friday before Christmas, where it all starts whether it's on a friday saturday sunday monday tuesday wednesday thursday doesn't matter it's that friday before christmas there's nothing in the news this morning and i mean nothing good
2: yeah that's that's good news in <laughs> itself
1: you think it's just there are not not positives there's not negatives there's just a bunch of bullshit it seriously everybody is already on christmas pause as far as publications and television news and all that stuff is concerned don't you think
3: yeah, I threw some stuff in the Tom's news stories this morning, um, and there's one that was yeah. kind of funny, That, my, uh, but uh, I get, yeah, it was it was not an easy task to find
0: stories
1: today. No, I, there's just nothing. Okay, what she threw in there, woman pretended to be Waffle House employee and stole for hours. <laughs> Goodwill, they sold for over $100,000, or grandma charges for Christmas dinner which one was the compelling story <laughs> there i forgot i thought
3: um i thought it was kind of funny that the grandma was charging for christmas dinner like yeah. there's something she she sends us a, a bill out to each one of and, and it varies by for a while it varied by both sex and age yeah she,
1: has, she been, doing, has okay. she been doing this for a while
3: i think this is her second year and second. she bumped up prices this year yeah, and it, inflation. Um, Yeah. Inflation. Yeah. And overall, yeah. I mean, let's be on food nowadays. So
1: if I'm going to my grandmother's house for Christmas dinner, why would I, if if I have to pay, why would I go? Yeah. It sounds like a great way to alienate your family. Well, I
4: mean, it's like,
5: it's like a, I get it. If I'm grandma and every year I like she spent, let's say, you know, a couple hundred dollars on feeding everybody and people just show up with nothing. Like I get, that kind of concept, or you hear about it at weddings where if you RSVP, yes, and now they paid for a meal and you don't show up, and people will send them a bill
1: like, hey, Here's what it. you owe us for not God. showing up. But well, yeah, um, okay. Well, first of all, this is grandma. How old is grandma? Like 35, for Christ, she
3: looks fine as hell. She's in
1: her <laughs> early 60s. <laughs> is she really? She mm-hmm. doesn't look that old. Well, maybe she does. Maybe. Yeah, women just look a lot lot, lot younger than they used to, don't you think?
3: Yeah. It, they did this thing, too, right? Tom, I think you'd appreciate. They took, like, somebody who looked super old, and they gave them an updated hairstyle and outfit, mm-hmm. and yep. that changed everything. The hairstyle oh, yeah. changes yep. everything. Yeah, the
4: grandma hair really does age you.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah, that that blue hair. <laughs> Not the blue bliss. Hair it. I think that's
4: been out of style for a while now. But well,
2: yeah, but uh, women in their say 70s and 80s are pretty much out of style.
1: That is true. What's the exchange rate uh, right now between pounds and dollars? Does anybody know?
3: Uh, I don't know, but I did look up the 15 pounds is twenty dollars, so it's uh, it's a little what about yeah. a buck
1: and a half. A pound yeah. is about
4: one point two seven dollars.
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, but grandma's on a, on a fixed income, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and, and she's got a lot of medical things. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I can understand it. Uh, generally Absolutely. speaking, when I've been to these sort of things, everybody brings a dish. Mm-hmm. But I guess that's not always the way it's done.
1: Well, It says here, Carolyn Dundridge, or Dudridge, 63, previously made her adult relatives pay up to 15 pounds, <laughs> while her youngest grandchildren got a 250-pound uh, bill each. But this December, it has gone up to cover the increased cost of living and rising food prices. Carolyn from Fairwater in Cardiff, Wales, described a general food shop in the uh, current climate as just horrifying. First, she got the idea to make guests fork out for her turkey dinner when her husband died in 2015. She even tells her loved ones to transfer the money straight into her bank account because it's easier to keep track of any stragglers Absolutely. <laughs> in her own family. Cash and apps always open. Yeah. <laughs> now I have a question. So Grandpa died. Honey, why don't we take over and invite Grandma to our our house?
0: Right? Mm -hmm.
1: Why wouldn't they just go to your house? Have Grandma come to your house. She she doesn't have to do a damn thing.
5: I don't know. I mean, I feel like in today's world, a lot of times back in the day, it was easier to buy a house that was a little bit bigger for less money. So maybe the rest of their family just doesn't have enough space, and it's easier you know, location-wise if it's a central location. But yeah, definitely. If Grandma asked me for some money, I'm Grandma. Yeah, I'll give you more than fifteen right? pounds right? to help yeah. pay for the offset mm-hmm. your costs. Absolutely. Plus,
3: for how much I eat at Grandma's house, twenty bucks is a steal. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> no, there you go. Um, this is brought up in the middle of this story, so it's uh, apparently a reference to another story. But this is a real story in on the BB, in the BBC or on the BBC, I should say. How will Santa find me if I'm homeless? Oh my god, what the hell kind of article is that? It's...
3: Oh no, it's an eight year old kid. Yeah, asked it. oh that's...
1: god, that's terrible. Oh, I
3: don't like this conversation.
1: Yeah, see what I'm saying though? Why would they put that right in the middle of the grandma deal? That's sad enough. Now you got to make it horribly sad.
2: Well, you know, it's the most communicable time of the year, so we're used to certain. Negative aspects, but I see what you're saying. I was, you know, I was at the grocery store when you go to Tom uh, uh, yesterday, and uh, it seemed to me that they had really upped the volume of the Christmas songs. Oh, really? It's like they're kind of blaring <laughs> them out now. And and look, it's better than the the uh, you know like the the muzak, the old muzak. Like they'd mm-hmm. have like a violin version. Of uh, of a uh, you know of a Beatles song, so right. I don't I don't really mind the Christmas music, but I would like to be able to tune it out at certain times.
1: I understand that one hundred percent. I also don't understand. Uh, so this kid that wrote this was eight years old.
3: I I read it for a little bit, and once I read an eighteen-year-old kid, home, I was like, well, I got out of 18. there. Or, no eight. I'm sorry, eight-year-old, eight-year-old. Marcel.
1: Eight-year-old Marcel. Aren't you old enough at eight to know there is no Santa anyway?
2: Thomas.
1: <laughs> I'm just asking a question just in case. You I mean just in case? Well,
2: one thing we know there's no Santa for this guy.
1: No, for yeah. me. I'm sorry, but by the time I was about eight, nine years old, I'm going like, yeah. That's about when I stopped believing, I think. Yeah. It's just eight years old, it's pretty late to be thinking, oh, well, how's Santa going to find me? Well, Santa's a lot smarter than you, kid. That's how he's going to find you. Don't worry about a thing. Right? Right. Stolen Christmas light leaves village heartbroken. See, I love these Christmas stories. You All these positive Christmas stories. Then it's the eight-year-old who's homeless. Then it's somebody stole all the Christmas lights from the entire town square. I mean, why do people have to act like that at Christmas time? Explain that, or any holiday for that matter. It sounds like a real double double decker sauerkraut and
4: artichoke sandwich with arsenic sauce.
1: Ooh, I love that song. With arsenic sauce, is that Thurl? What was his Thurl
4: name? Thurl Ravenscroft.
1: Thurl Thurl Ravenscroft, that was him. Yeah. You're a mean one, Mister Grinch. Quite I love that when he sings that song. So, yes, okay, let me put it this way for the 8-year-old. Santa will find you. Don't worry about it. Everything will be fine. You're not putting enough faith in Santa. Just shut up, <laughs> believe in Santa, and you'll be fine. Yeah, stop right?
2: bringing us down.
1: Yeah, kids, you're, you stop dragging us down just because you're not getting anything for Christmas. Oh, wait a minute. I shouldn't have told you that part. What? Hey, let me just tell you something. We were beyond dirt poor when I was a kid. We were so deeply in debt after my old man went to the nut house and my mother's would diner waitress making a buck fifty an hour. We always got Christmas presents. My mother busted her ass to make sure, saved all year to make sure we got Christmas presents. So maybe, kid, at eight years old, maybe you should blame it on your parents because they've done a horrible job. <laughs> what? Right? Is, why? Are Mom you just needs down. to work a little harder. That's all. <laughs> I'm just saying, if the kid's got bad parents, that's uh, his problem, you know. I
2: cannot with you today.
1: (laughs) Empathy, it's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Empathy is a wonderful thing. Now, look, we have done, our family has done a ton in the past to make sure the kids got Christmas. Uh, there's no quote. Catherine's very, very good about that kind of stuff. So I can I can joke around about it because we actually have delivered and helped people. So if you haven't delivered and helped people, shut the hell up. That's yeah. all I'm saying.
3: I I know I totally know you're joking. I absolutely know you're no, joking. You because if that kid rolled in your <laughs> studio today, you would oh, be God. you'd have that wallet out so freaking quick we'd get like oh, a rash man. from just whipping
1: it out.
4: No, I'd be like, gross, a British person.
1: <laughs> yes.
4: Go back you to your island.
1: I'm British. Exactly. No, I. It's. I agree with all four of you. Or, just reading a story like that makes you sadder than hell because there should be no homeless eight-year-olds in America. Why is there an eight-year-old homeless person, even one of them, in America? There, there are a lot
2: of homeless kids in this country. I mean, probably why? all over the world. Obviously, all over the world.
1: Yeah, yeah, all over the world. But why in America? Still the richest company or country in the world. I mean, some of the smaller ones are richer, but I mean, you, I it's mean, Saudi Arabia. If we're talking about like literal homelessness,
4: like, you know, living in a tent yeah. and stuff like that. It's, you know, right. a lot of it is like the parents making very bad decisions exactly. or, you know, sometimes war is involved, of course, that sort of yeah. thing yep. or like, you know, extreme tragedy. There's nothing you can do about it.
1: You can't make it illegal to, you know, not have a house. That is so I mean but the rates are so sky high now there are people everywhere. Well, I went for a walk this morning there was a guy sleeping right in the middle of the sidewalk and he was totally covered with blankets so you couldn't see him at all but he was right in the middle of the sidewalk mm-hmm. sleeping. I thought, why are you doing that? Odds are there always are a drug addict. Well, he probably is a drug addict, drug addict, that's exactly. Yeah, right. there's,
2: there's there's mental illness and yeah, there's yep. addiction mm-hmm. and yeah, there are a lot of causes but it it's uh, you know there's I, I don't think there are many cities in which this isn't a pretty big problem.
4: Yeah. Well, like no, what can no. So some guy, you know, he's a heroin addict. He doesn't want to live in a shelter because they'll make him stop taking heroin. You know. How do you solve that problem?
2: Well, And the shelters are kind of, uh, there's really, no, you know, most of them have a no vacancy sign these days.
1: That is very, very true. But is it only going to get worse as the population gets bigger and bigger and bigger? No. Oh. That's how we solve the underlying problem.
2: Yeah, it's it's going to get yeah. worse. Yeah. I mean, and, you, you know, you look at there... Uh, People don't realize, most of us don't. I don't even realize it, and I hear them talking about it, the extent to which there are all these people who are just shuffled back and forth. You know, it could be a homeless shelter. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could be a rehab place. It could be a group home. And there are all these places where people just go from one to another to another. And, you know, we don't, I mean, we, we we will walk past some sort of a group home, you know, if we're if we're outside at all, all the right. time, and we won't even know it's there.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's very very true. I, I just uh, yeah, the whole thing just makes me really sad, because, and I'm not trying to start any border battle here. That's not what I'm saying, but it certainly doesn't help that all of those drugs are coming across our border now because it's wide open. Yep, and they end up in every major city in America. Mm. We why we're allowing that? I will never understand. Why are we allowing? Just because the people coming across might vote for you, mm-hmm. really? So people have to die so you get more votes, really? That's how you think, huh? Well, and another thing, thing about, like, that,
4: you know, yeah. if you're the mayor of a big city, the more destitute your population is, the better, because then you can yeah. promise hope and change. And yep. even though you never deliver it, they're not going to remember.
1: No, that's been a problem for many, many years, and it's getting worse. Do you think the homeless problem is just going to continue to get worse and worse and worse as more people are born every day and... I mean, is it going to get much? I never, ever thought I'd see the day where there'd be tent homes in every major city Mm -hmm. in America. I never thought I'd see that. Uh, But it's everywhere now, right? Too many problems that the average person is not ready to accept. I guess. Makes me sad, though. Particularly at Christmas, it makes me sad. I mean, I didn't know that that whole area in St. Paul under the bridges and everything, there are tent homes everywhere over in St.
2: Paul now. Yeah. It's, you know, there, there are so many causes, so many different causes of homelessness. Yeah. And, and I think all of us, depending on our, our view of, of life, our weltanschauung and Chung, I think so many of us want to say, this is what it is, because that's the thing that we're most pissed off about mm-hmm. or that we're most concerned about. But it's lots and lots of things.
1: No, it is yep. lots and lots of things. But also there's a situation. Nobody in my family could ever be homeless. Mm-hmm. It just would, would not happen. Because I'm not going to put up with it. I'm not going to have somebody, a relative of mine living out in the street. No, not, not happening. Now, I'm not saying that I'm better than everybody else because I would do that. I've got a pretty good job, so I can you know, afford to help people out like that. And some families don't have any money. But I, I just, I could not put up, I don't even give a damn, it's my third cousin. I could not sleep at night knowing that my third cousin is sleeping under some bus bench
2: but a lot of these people are completely estranged from any kind of family they
1: are they are and that's another part of it that estranged relatives yeah what are you going to do well i haven't seen one of my brothers or one of my sisters in about 20 years yeah but they're not homeless don't get me wrong but yeah i mean. That turmoil breaks families apart. There's no question about that. Oh, yeah. The sad thing about it is some of it's political, and that's why I, I hate politics so much.
2: Well, that is that is one aspect for sure, you know.
1: It is, yeah. It absolutely is, but I just really wish it wouldn't be like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, what we're doing today, ladies and gentlemen, is kind of looking at life, toward the because there's only one more episode of the show before mm-hmm. Christmas and the end of the year is coming up. And what happens is, as you get closer and closer to that final Friday, the news disappears. And if they can deny it all they want, but this is the best you can do, really?
2: Well, this I haven't brought
1: the story yet today that's worth even talking about.
2: But this is the time of year also when you get those stories about the cat who got left at home when people moved from California to New York. And then the cat showed up. <laughs> the cat shows up. I mean, that's I love those stories. The cat came back. Where are they today? I'm looking for them. I can't find them, Mike. Where do you find them? I think you just have to Google uh, cat disappeared, came back home or something like that. Uh, They're out there, but. Just go to
1: AOL keyword cat. That's it. AOL keyword. Is there still AOL? I didn't even know it still existed. I don't think AOL
4: has been a thing for quite some time. Hey, 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 hey.
2: Come on. I, I still use that as my email. You still got your old actually. Remember... Actually, you may not know it, but AOL email is still very popular. It's not like <laughs> dominant, obviously, but you it's still very it? popular.
3: Do you pay for it then?
2: No,
4: I would hope not.
3: I'd hope not too.
4: I remember my mom well. The she... my mom used the prodigy dot net email address for ages and ages. She did that predates uh, predates even AOL.
2: Yeah, I haven't even heard of
4: that. That was one of the first ones jrdogs at Mm prodigy.net oh that's right
1: I remember that jrdogs Mm -hmm. at prodigy that was it you're right don't remember because it was our first ever email address I hope she got rid of it because people are going to be going to it right now
4: (laughs) she hasn't had access to it in 10 million years Well,
2: you know one thing I like about AOL is that of course this would be true of any other one but like you know the other day a friend of mine uh, a guy by the name of Will Shapira who was a, a yeah, he he had been my friend for many years. Uh, Will was an old guy who uh, basically I uh, Steve Cannon bequeathed him to me okay. because the guy didn't have many friends, and uh, so uh, Will going in going into his mid 70s started to slow down. We'd play tennis together, and uh, then we, we, well you know we'd hit the ball together, but he he couldn't really move much. And then he had a balance problem, and one day uh, I went to meet him at the tennis court, and he was uh, wearing knee pads and a helmet, <laughs> and <laughs> and people people like at the adjoining courts were they like were smiling at me, giving me that oh you know very you know sweet smile like isn't it great that this this little guy there is uh, you know he's he's willing to he's willing to pretend to play tennis with this uh, guy who's obviously mentally disturbed and uh, oh. so so but will <laughs> will I hadn't talked to will probably in 10 years before he died because he had the pariah complex and he needed to basically offend and eventually uh, detach from all of his friends so you know I like I just I like being able to go back into into the uh, into the uh, bowels of the AOL, community and just just look at emails like i I wanted to see the last email so i just that he exchanged with me so you know i go back 10 years you know in you know in 30 seconds now obviously you can do that with other sites but you kind of get comfortable with one site
4: yeah there's a one google groups it's got all the old usenet uh, stuff on there from like the early 90s and it's interesting to see some of the conversations people were having on the internet in like, you know, 1992.
1: So what did they put up? Well, first of all, the first thing I ever saw being downloaded on a, on a computer when the internet became, a, was starting to become a big deal. I uh, we went downstairs at our house out in Dayton and Andy's, Andy's buddy was over and he was trying to bring up porn on the internet. And it was just lying by line, <laughs> right. by <My> line, by line. <laughs> oh my God. Hmm. That's gonna take forever. You remember that, Andy? I do not remember this buddy, no. Oh god, is he had blonde hair. I don't remember his name, but he had blonde hair and he was trying to bring up porn on oh. your computer. Oh, no, we did have dial up. It's we had fast. dial up, that's exactly right. Um, what I'd like everybody to do on the show. No, Mike, you're not gonna be in tomorrow. But oh look at AJ. What what what'd you do? Quit your other job? I don't know what well, he's still he's, doing he's doing
5: here. He's doing some work. Something Making over sure there. Some, some he was helping me out.
1: Of, yeah. Helping you out mm-hmm. with mental illness?
2: well uh, just with some uh, some financial stuff. Not that he was loaning me money, but uh, I, just ha- <laughs> I just had to. Uh, I had to sign a few documents uh, right. so that they could be sent to the mothership on university. Oh, the mothership. Oh, okay.
1: Well, I'm glad to hear that the mothership yeah. will get you all your information. That'll be great. Um, for tomorrow I, i'm gonna, I'm gonna literally tonight look for some interesting, maybe heartwarming stories to read tomorrow because literally I'm look there's nothing to talk about on the people have literally locked locked down on the hey, I'm leaving in 24 hours for the entire uh next 10, 11 days, and boy, you can tell it by the 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 stories they posted. It's like there's nothing to read. It's kind of weird, don't you think?
2: Maybe this is a time of year when we could encourage people to to read these things that we call books, mm, something books other
4: than the yeah. news. Well, Maybe you can, you spark. know, one
2: thing you can read that I think which will give you a lot of inspiration are the most recent Anthony Edwards uh Instagram uh. conversations. <laughs>
1: And who's that now? Anthony Edwards? I don't even know. Oh, he's the the, star for the
2: Timberwolves. The the star, the one of the stars for the Timberwolves. Oh, that's right. He's the guy who gets all the attention. He's not the best player on the team, but he gets all the attention. (gasps) What? Carl Carl Carl? Anthony Towns, man.
5: He's good. He's definitely good. You don't think Ant is better, though?
2: No, I don't. I really don't. Why do you like Carl over. Because Carl does so many different things, Mm -hmm. he's not just looking to, to pound his stats. Uh, yeah, know, he's not. He doesn't need to take twenty-five shots a game, but he's, you know, he's the most efficient scorer. He plays mm-hmm. good defense. He hits the boards. He's an all-around player, and he doesn't complain anymore like he used to. After That's every true. call and non-call, which Anthony Edwards does. But anyway, Anthony Edwards, <laughs> he's just the latest athlete to have impregnated two women basically almost simultaneously.
1: Mm-hmm. That shows responsibility right there, doesn't
2: it? Yeah. So he 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 he's the the uh, the text messages. He apparently he impregnated. And I didn't know what this was when I read it first, but an IG model.
5: Yeah, it's a all an IG model is an attractive woman that uses a lot of filters and probably has yeah. a lot of plastic work done. Mm-hmm. That doesn't have a e. real job. Yeah, yeah, it's e. like Britney. If mm-hmm. she just started posting a lot of pictures on Instagram, <laughs> and then she That's makes like up me. that I'm a Instagram model. So it's yeah. Yeah,
2: and so basically what what uh, what Anthony Edwards was saying was uh, like get da. Or get, oh, I don't know, it was get a abortion. Yeah, not a lot of grammatical uh, yeah. sense. With it's that. like this is, if you read this, it would be fairly clear that this is a guy who really, I mean, I, I hate to use this word, but basically illiterate by, mm-hmm. by our standards, you yeah. know, uh, but not by a basketball player's standards. and But the <laughs> the strangest thing he said to this woman was get a abortion. L-O-L. I know, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, he, th- he threw the L-O-L in there to lighten the mood yeah, a little yeah. bit. we okay, are keeping it light and breezy. Crazy. Here's yeah. what yeah. I know.
1: He's telling her what to do, hmm? yet he showed no responsibility in the sexual encounter.
2: That's exactly correct.
1: But it's her fault.
4: Well, I mean, if not he could it. abort the baby, I'm sure he would, but I don't believe
1: it's legal to do that. No. Yeah, well, what and, I'm saying yeah, is, and, why would you put yourself in that kind of situation by not protecting yourself anyway?
2: Well, uh, you have to ask, um, you know, I guess about three or four million men a year. Mm. Yeah. And women. Very true. Yeah. Takes two to make a baby. No, well, now no she, now she's getting life. child
4: support from a rich basketball player.
2: Yeah. Well, so he sent her 100000 just to kind of like tide her over. Yeah. It, well,
5: which was wild to me about the whole story is like she wasn't asking for money she was most likely from what i was able to see from the messages probably going to get an abortion like she doesn't sound like she wanted to have this baby but he was just so insensitive to the whole thing (laughs) that she was like she because he was like i'll send you money and she's like no i don't like this isn't what this is about like i Mm because she already had an abortion she's like it does take an emotional toll on you to have an abortion, and so she was like, "I don't want to just kind of, yeah, nonchalantly do this." And he was, yeah, he was just so insensitive that and she was he, like, I "And need he and to he told
2: that. her to 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 send him a vi- video of her, uh, um, I, taking get, like the birth control, taking or the, the, whatever abortion pill, yeah. yeah, taking the abortion pill, and, let me and he see kept, under your tongue. He kept texting, yeah, he kept texting, get da abortion, <laughs> and then he then he started started uh, texting her and saying. uh, Show me the video. It's. I feel like when people
4: type in their accent, it's trying too hard. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it's it. It's like you know. I usually yeah. when I talk, I'll drop the G at the end of ing. You know, that's a Minnesota thing. But mm-hmm. I don't type like that because yeah. that would be dumb.
5: Yeah, we. I mean, Anthony Edwards is also like a twenty-one-year-old. Yeah. Kid, so it's not. It's like when I was younger, I used to yeah use da. It's probably a cultural thing as well. Like, yeah, it's not. Uh, it's he's just young, and that's just how. Yeah. they talk.
2: I think he's. I think he's. Uh, he's twenty two, going on sixteen. Yeah, mm. I
1: don't know. It still just amazes me that people who get involved in a pregnancy don't protect themselves from the pregnancy. And look, I'm not condemning. It's not my business or what are the rest of it. But she said, well, I've already been through an abortion and it's very emotional. It's very sad. Mm-hmm. Well, why'd you expose yourself to another one then?
2: Well, I mean, I think they use that Instagram thing to um, just be in this situation.
3: Well, I think also is that she was reaching out for human emotion and saying like, right. hey, when somebody writes, get an abortion, LOL. And she was saying, you know, I probably like, I want a human interaction. Like I think it's funny Andy even mentioning, yeah, it takes two people to get pregnant as if there wouldn't be the woman accountable. Like that's usually the one that has all the responsibility Mm -hmm. on her for the first nine months. Mm -hmm. Like we're very aware that a woman is going to be held pretty accountable for that situation. Like it it's, I don't think the woman. even if you read the text messages, she's not saying I am not going to do this or I am going to do this. I think she was trying to be like, Hey, it's not as easy as like do you want to have a human interaction? Can I reach out to you? Yeah. Can I whatever? It's like Oh okay. Like
5: I'm dealing with a toddler.
4: Yeah, cuz the I'm, yeah, I would f- expect human interaction from get to abortion LOL. The
5: first the I first know. message was literally the picture of like the hey, I'm pregnant. Like that and then he immediately went to abortion LOL. Like mm-hmm. there was no even reaction to the fact of like like oh my gosh, you're pregnant. Like there didn't he didn't even take that second to kind of absorb
2: the information. Well, he's he's a superstar. It. Right. So it'd he doesn't like, have any responsibilities. Mm-hmm. It'd be mm-hmm.
3: like if I texted Andy Andy, I'm hungry, and he'd say, "Then go eat." Like that's how simple the interaction was right. to him in his mind. And that's when you go, "This is a this person's brain is juvenile." Yeah. He's disconnected
2: uh, from reality. And, and this was the same thing that that another great player, even a greater player, Zion Will, Williams was going. Williamson was going. You know, uh, uh, it's the same thing, right? Yeah. 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 So so if you look at the whole the big picture here, and I, I let's just. Try to put a smile on all this. If you look at the big picture and you look at all these athletes, I think the, the NBA is going to have a lot of talent coming their way. Just in the next What a 10. great idea. You know, I mean, yeah. It's because, uh, because of these, these fine athletes who are making sure – That uh, the DNA trail leads straight to the NBA in the next 20 years. Also,
5: this isn't a new phenomenon. Like, I was at Wilt Chamberlain back in the day. He slept with what was like 100-plus women throughout his career. Oh, more than that. I think he claimed in the thousands, didn't he? Yeah, Yeah. so so this is not anything new that's just uh, today's athlete. Yeah.
1: We got to take a break because Kristen Burt will join us right after this.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Show. Jim Paul of Valley Buick GMC has a mutiny on his hands. His sales crew said they've had it brooming
3: snow off the new Buicks and GMCs, then warm them up, move them to plow, and repark them again. He even overheard them cooking up an alternative plan. A sale.
6: Oh. This is crazy. Why don't we just mark them down and sell them? This is getting real old to be out on that lot
5: in this sub-zero weather. That's right. Everyone we sell is one less to broom. I heard we're supposed to get six more inches tomorrow. I'm 5'6". How am I supposed to get the snow off the roof of a pickup? I'm
6: Jim Paul, and while well, car dealers do have all kinds of crazy sales, this idea probably makes more sense than most. There's plenty of inventory, so okay, the crew has decided. Yeah!
2: Now yeah, we're talking fun. So then it's
3: official.
6: The We Don't Want to Broom
3: snow sale is in full force at Valley Buick GMC in Apple Valley and Hastings. Snowy
6: inventory priced real right at ValleyCarDealers.com. This is Bob Sansevier, and I want to tell you about Dave Bialki from Bialki Law. Dave represented my wife, Mary, when she had a significant workplace injury. She was very happy with the job Dave did. If you have a work-related injury and have Dave represent you, I'm betting you'll be happy too. Consultation. The number to call is 763 571 2410. That's 763 571 2410.
1: Or visit bialkilaw.com.
6: That's B I A L K E Law.com.
1: You know the song Kokomo? It's supposed to be off the Florida Keys, right? Hate to break your Beach Boys bubble, but that's a fictitious place they made up for the song. Fortunately for the rest of us, the Florida Keys Island chain are as real as the taxes you have to pay in Minnesota if you're a resident. Now that's a reason to move south. In addition to Florida and all of Monroe County being beautiful, the Keys from Key Largo to Key West are even more beautiful. This is Tom Bernard, part-time Florida resident myself, and if you want a second house or a new retirement home or want to become a Floridian, may I suggest you contact Matt Carlson from One Key West Realty. Matt grew up in Litchfield. He's a super real estate agent when it comes to finding your tropical island space in the Keys. He lives there and here, and Matt knows what's best in Key West to buy for your second home in Florida. Matt teamed up with fellow Minnesotan from Sartell and Alexandria, Kristen Eklund, who's one of the top mortgage brokers in the country from coast-to-coast mortgage. She'll get you the financing you need to buy a home in Florida or in Minnesota. Matt's part of the Lake Sotheby's International Realty Group here in Minnesota, and Kristen, his mortgage colleague, lives and works in the Keys, so they both know the Florida Keys' new and existing homes for sale and are Minnesotan through and through. Contact them by heading to onekeywest.com. That's onekeywest.com.
0: The new Tom Bernard Show is proud to have partners like Bradshaw and Bryant, MyPillow, and North American Banking Company founder, chairman, and president Mike Bilski.
1: I've advertised on Tom's show for years, and the reason is simple. My business is recognized because of the ads, and that recognition has created growth.
7: What business doesn't want to grow? I highly recommend the Tom Bernard Morning Show for your
0: advertising. Grow results for your business by partnering with the Tom Bernard Show. Visit TomBernardShow.com keyword partner. This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show Podcast.
1: All right, Kristen, save us because there's nothing in the news. So we've been just basically talking about how horrible human beings are. <laughs>
7: oh, well, I'll tell you another thing that we predicted here is probably going to come true. I feel like we start, need to start making bets on some of the predictions we make during this entertainment segment. Okay. Because it looks like Warner Brothers, which of course owns HBO and Max, is going yep. to be merging with Paramount. Yep. And we just saw Showtime merge with Paramount Plus, and this would create another big, huge streaming service because everyone is trying to catch up with Netflix.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They are indeed. Yeah, it looks, it looks like Warner Brothers, of course, owns CNN. So they were talking about this a lot and wondering how that was going to affect them and will things change. What I'd like to see is whoever owns Fox and CNN um, be made to tell the truth that'd be great is that ever going to happen
7: well understand this if warner brothers and paramount also merged you have them owning cbs news and cnn so you've got to sit there and realize how how things are going to play out less choices for people and again the bubble has burst on the peak tv period It's so weird how it all just sort of like shifted. By the time we hit the end of this year, the bubble has officially burst. Meaning what? Well, it's going to be because we're going to have less choices. It means less content. So Mm -hmm. they're going to be looking for quality over quantity, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But we aren't going to have the choices that we had even just a year ago or two years ago. And it's probably a time for everyone to kind of take a look at your subscriptions, see what's working for you and what's not, because everything will be merging. Prices will be going up. So if you're locked into something for a year, stay there. (laughs) Don't cancel. Um, Mm -hmm. And other ones, you know, if you've been thinking like, oh, I've been dying to have uh, Paramount Plus or Max, maybe now's the time to add it before the prices rise again.
5: And Kristen, think- with the um, with them kind of merging going quality over quantity, do you think they'll start doing more of the week by week? we releasing, you know, one episode, two episodes, because we're already kind of starting to see that. But would that will that become more popular?
7: Yeah, it's a great question. We're, we are seeing less of the binge mentality, which Netflix got us very used to. But they're finding that in order to keep people around, especially when it comes to subscriptions. It's better to stretch it out over, say, 10 to 12 weeks, even eight weeks, instead of people going, well, it's coming on a a full weekend and I can just binge watch it and then cancel my subscription after a month. They Mm want to keep your dollars as long as possible.
1: Well, that would make sense. No question. Um, We talked about this earlier, about an hour, an hour and a half ago on the show, something like that, that there's a lot of great drama right now. And Paramount is one reason there's a lot of great drama because of Taylor Sheridan and all the rest of it. But other than a few shows like Abbott Elementary, there's n- is anything funny on TV anymore?
7: It's mm, a good question. Really. I know I, I cannot wait until February 7th. I literally have it marked on my calendar because I know it's the Super Bowl, but I know that right after that is the debut episode for their third season of, of Abbott Elementary. So yeah, I'm like,
0: yeah.
7: got it marked. I, you know, it's it's a tough landscape right now. After coming out of a pandemic, after coming out of two strikes and extreme budget cuts and layoffs here in Los Angeles, it's going to be it's going to take a while for all things to shake out. I think it will get better, but it's going to take a couple of years for everything to just sort of like start getting back into a good rhythm. And what happens with all of these mergers, because I don't think this will be the last merger. A lot of these streaming networks cannot survive on their own paramount plus is hanging by a thread it is hemorrhaging money and the only way for them to survive is to merge with somebody taylor sheridan cannot carry an entire streaming network on his back
1: is there a taylor sheridan in humor is there a person out there a man or a woman who's very funny and who could bring comedy back to television
7: well i'll tell you adam sandler's probably propping up netflix when it comes to comedy Anything he does is an extreme hit for them but he hasn't waded you know, into the waters of network TV. He stays on streaming because he's gotten a really good lucrative deal. So, it's not the
1: same thing, now. Streaming and network is all pretty much the same thing anyway, isn't it?
7: It's not. They're linear is still considered different than um, streaming network because any of the linear networks, which we're talking about, ABC and Fox and NBC yeah. and CBS, yeah. <laughs> um, rely on first run, watching live with commercials. Um for yeah. their business model. And for just a great example of this, too. Last year, like Dancing with the Stars um, had moved to Disney Plus. It moved back to ABC because ABC needed content. And um, when it was on Disney Plus, I could watch it at 5 p.m. Well, this year, I, again, I had to wait. So it was live to tape for me. It was no longer live. And I asked ABC, I was like, why can't we watch it at 5 p.m. on Disney Plus? Because they were doing. Um, it was running concurrently on both networks. And they said, because of affiliates rights, that keeps us stuck in that sort of agreement where ABC has the first right to air it live and then it can go everywhere else. So that means people in other time zones have to wait. So it's one of those things that linear TV is still stuck in a lot of affiliate agreements that are holding it back from being yeah. you know, pushed into what we've all become accustomed to with streaming.
1: There was a great article this morning about Norman Lear, and it kind of asked the question, at least what I took away from it, was why can't we find another Norman Lear? Because he changed comedy on television forever. There's no question about that. There's got to be a man or a woman out there right now who could do the same thing for this era. Why are we having such a hard time finding them?
7: Well, first of all, I would say Norman Lear was allowed to push the envelope when it came to comedy. I don't think you're allowed to do that anymore, particularly on linear TV. That won't happen. Um, I think also uh, shows were given more time to sort of breathe. They were given Mm -hmm. 25 to 30 episodes a year so the audience could discover them, so the storyline could come out. And now it's like, listen, you get eight episodes, and if you don't hit that mark... Even with Netflix now, they're like, see you later. You don't get a season two. And the story ends right there.
2: You know, and and I would think there's a Norman Lear out there. But if you're a Norman Lear today, probably couldn't get a job. Probably not.
1: You're probably right. And for just what Kristen said, too, you can't push the envelope anymore. So nothing's fun. You can't make fun of anything or anyone anymore. Well, where's humor going? Right. Right. I mean what how are you going to be funny if you can't make fun of everything?
7: I think that's a, a lot of stand-up comedians are probably asking themselves the same question. I mean, yeah. some people can still lean into you know what is considered not politically correct now, but you know they they know that they're going to catch the heat in the headlines. And you know, the higher up the ranks you are, like a Dave Chappelle can say what he wants and he'll be right. able to he can weather the storm. But if you're an up-and-coming stand-up comedian, can you do that? Probably not.
1: So if today he was an up-and-coming comedian, his Chappelle show would have never made it on television.
7: I don't think so. Well, How he probably wouldn't have
2: been obsessed with transgender people either, you know, when oh, he was coming up. Because you've got to say he's kind, of, he's kind of like, you know, stuck, stuck the knife into his own comedic routine. He could be funny. He was obviously a comedic genius at one time. Mm-hmm. But but he's not anymore because no. he's just stuck.
4: His recent stand up is really not good.
1: It's just no. bitter ramblings. Yeah. Oh, is it? I, did not, I, I didn't like, like it at all. It. Yeah, that's. I mean, I'm sorry, but the blind white supremacist, you're never going to find a better bit than that. But I don't know if they would allow that on television anymore. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Was what about foamy. even like
7: a, an Eddie Murphy, like his, his raw stand up, Delirious? I, I wonder. Right. I mean, I, I, I watch those nonstop, but I wonder now if, like, they debuted now what people would think.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, I maybe we can't ever be funny again because you're making funny fun of something or someone and we just can't have that. I mean, Jesus, are, are we're mature enough to understand that it's not real, that it's humor. Well,
2: it probably we? says something about the shift in our culture.
1: Yes, yeah. there's no question and about it. People I, don't want to laugh.
5: Yeah, and I think you... Like you actually have to be funny because people, I think, are kind of raising the bar for what is funny. Like back when bathroom humor, for example, was, you know, everybody's go to now when as people's kind of standards change, just because you're making fun of somebody doesn't mean that it's necessarily funny. And so if it's funny and you do it in the right way, like a Dave Chappelle or a Bill Burr today or Shane Gillis released a Netflix special that was hilarious where he made fun Mm -hmm. of a bunch of people. You can get away with it, but you just have to make sure that it's, you know, o- over the top funny and not yeah. just whatever mean spirited.
7: And Tevin, you know, I don't know if anyone saw it, but Saturday Night Live, uh, the last oh, episode yes. of the year, yeah, uh, Colin uh, Jost and Michael Shea, Every year they do that final episode of the year. They kind of write jokes for each other, and they're mm-hmm. completely inappropriate. <laughs> um, it was pretty good stuff. They, it was good stuff yeah i mean yep. i was laughing and, and it's stuff that obviously it touches upon the race issue because michael shay is black colin jost is white um and because they're writing them for each other they're extremely inappropriate mm-hmm. but it's funny because you are in on the joke yeah and you know it's okay to laugh even though carlin jost who did he have um they- mike who did he have next to him um colin
5: I can't remember he who they had it. next to him, but it was she marched with like Martin Luther King or something like
7: that. Yeah, she was a civil rights activist, yeah. let's put it that way. That was really
2: <laughs> strange too, because you didn't really understand well, who is this
5: person. At at one point Colin like makes some really bad black well, I mean Michael Che wrote it. So he makes like a black bad black joke and he just looks at the lady and he's like I didn't write this. Like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) And She
7: was like shaking her head. It was great because she was obviously in on the joke too. Mm -hmm. And the audience, we knew what was happening. Um, And that's when I find like, okay, we can actually laugh at this and understand like, there are times when we can laugh about the difference in races or how Mm -hmm. inappropriate humor can be. But it can also be funny if done in the right setting and done really well.
1: But don't people understand that anyway i mean no i go back once again to richard Pryor, who changed comedy forever i knew he wasn't talking about me i was not offended by any of it why would you it was funny
7: but the 70s i feel like even if you look at like cinema you look at comedy you look at tv it was so much more edgy than it is now all in the family um George Carlin, you know, mm-hmm. as you just mentioned, Richard Pryor, you look at movies and, and what how, what they represented. They were gritty. And that's I think that's where we were in the 70s. But in 2023, we're in a much different place.
1: But it's a worse place. It's not funny anymore. Yes. Depends. It's our culture. I mean, like
7: an Abbott Elementary is very funny.
1: It is. It's a good show. Um, as it goes along, it's getting more political. I have noticed that, which I, whatever, but the first step for the first season it wasn't political at all, and now it is getting political, which we'll see where that goes. It might be good. It might be horrible. Who knows? And like, now you got these two the
2: studios and, and they're, they're worth what? Like about $90 billion between them. Right. Something like that. And, um, uh, so the, you know that once the money completely takes over, yeah, the comedy's probably going out the door. It's not gonna be
1: around. That's exactly what I've been talking about all morning, Mike. I don't think comedy's even gonna exist in another fifteen, twenty years. We're not oh, gonna I'm laugh. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know. I would I don't know, I would agree with that. I think no. I mean if you go to your
5: local comedy club and you go catch a show like stand-up mm-hmm. comedy is doing just fine like they're still very very funny people minneapolis has one of the strongest comedy scenes um yep, in the goes. nation so yeah it's stand-up comedy isn't uh isn't yeah. going anywhere and
2: it's gotten soon. a lot better the local mm-hmm. scene has gotten a lot better yeah. and i know because you know i used to book comedy acts and and mm-hmm. so you know like 25 30 years ago i can tell you it was you go to a comedy club it was pretty tough to find any local person who was actually funny. Mm-hmm. And now there's a ton of them. Yeah, absolutely. I
7: think also Netflix doing all of the comedy specials has gained a renewed interest. I think a lot of the comedians mm-hmm. also have podcasts. Mm-hmm. That also creates a renewed interest because I know I didn't pay attention to stand-up comedy probably even five, six years ago, and now I pay way more attention. I watch specials. I listen to podcasts. And it's fun to sort of discover new people and follow their career.
1: Are there a couple of good uh good specials out now on Comedy Central or or wherever it is? Are there a couple you could recommend?
7: Um, I'm just trying to think what I've watched lately because I'm like I always go back to Ali Wong. Ali Wong is like my favorite. I love her. Yeah. Um, Fortune Feimsters is another one. I like a lot of female yeah. comedians. Yep. That's sort of like where I've been gravitating toward. Um and I just find that like Fortune, I'm like, I will follow her to any project, whether it's a podcast, whether she's on Foobar with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, mm-hmm. She's in the Family Switch right now with Netflix. So Netflix is definitely investing in Fortune, which I think is really interesting. She's got, I think, three or four projects right now airing on Netflix. It's incredible.
1: One of the reasons that I am concerned about this is that, that now, and this is a new show and it's going to take a while, I understand that. But we used to have comedians on every Thursday and Friday of every week. And they just don't come out anymore. It seems you like know, I don't hear them anywhere yeah. else either.
7: I listen to Chris Frangiola, his podcast cover to cover, and there is some strange sort of like, um, I don't know, like reluctance to do it. I think because they yep. work at night mm-hmm. and then they have to come yep. to radio early morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he even talks about, it, he's like, Oh, you know, I'm going to like Syracuse and I need to do the club asked me to do a promotion on the radio. And he's like, you know, I'd be kind of like begrudgingly do it. So mm-hmm. th- I, I don't know what that is because uh, like on the Hollywood, like kind of like acting side, even on the host or reporter side, if someone was like, can you come in at like four in the morning to promote your project? We're like, yeah, "Yeah." we'll come with like hair and makeup. We're so happy to talk about ourselves and our project, but there's something about comedians that they don't want to do that, which I think is funny because I would think that you would love to.
5: Well, a lot of times if it's a comedian, that's going to be a big name, that's going to be a draw. They're like, I don't need to do your random radio show or local whatever because like big j okerson for example he has a mm-hmm. podcast um, uh, church in the wild or something like that that he does and when we booked him he went and did radio but literally everybody that showed up to his show had his podcast shirt on and so like yeah. they're like i don't yep. need to go do the show because i have my own podcast that's popular and people are going to come out Regardless if I do your show or not, so I think that's where you get a lot of pushback. But you'll get local people where they're like, "I don't have that huge following. I need to, you know, leverage your audience to ha- try and get some attendance to my show."
7: Yeah, that totally makes sense too. And and to your point too, Kevin, Tevin. Tevin why did I just call you Kevin, Tevin? Yeah, I've been calling. Um, <laughs> I was like Kevin, Tevin, Kristen, Kelly, yeah, whatever Tristan, my name is. Whatever. I know, just Tristan. <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things um, that. Uh, I do think if you're listening to a podcast regular and you're following a comedian, mm-hmm. you probably knew about this stand-up date three months ago. So mm-hmm. you're pro- you're absolutely right on that.
1: It's just too bad because it used to be just so damn much fun. I mean, there were times we had three in at once; it was unbelievable. Uh, you know, like I said, Andy and Alex became friends with some of these people, and like I said, Gilbert Godfrey and Andy, just to watch those two talk back and forth was a, it was phenomenal. Oh, to watch Gilbert was back.
2: the greatest, and,
4: too. The comedians just got so bad.: Yeah, that's why we stopped doing them. It's, it was our choice because Fridays it became won't. like the downer episode of the week because it was always like <laughs> some hungover guy who doesn't feel like being funny.
2: Oh, right. He's
4: clearly been watching the news for a very long time, mm-hmm. um, and they just come in and they're just like you know low energy. All they want to talk about is the you know ripped from the headline story of the day. It's like
2: or the, or they uh, just wanted to attack me for, uh, for twenty <laughs> minutes. That's true, which I encourage.
1: <laughs> well, that can be fun. phenomenal. Was, no, I mean literally. It would be so incredibly much fun. It was unbelievable. But the great was, ones,
2: you know, the the best comics were always the the best the best guests. Yeah, the ones who yeah, really didn't were. need to be there were always the ones who were exactly. most generous. Yep,
1: no doubt about it. Well, so, and that's uh, the
7: thing. That's what surprises me. Cause there is so much narcissism in Hollywood. Like I'd be mm-hmm. happy to promote my projects. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm happy to talk about myself, but uh, I think that that's kind of an interesting thing, but it's like the old school comedians that you're talking about. They're like, absolutely. I'll come. And and maybe some of them even remember the days of just showing up on Johnny Carson and not having to talk about yeah. a project. Yep. They actually just yep. came to have a conversation and have a drink and a cigarette. Um, And that's, aspect of conversation and interviewing is kind of a lost art form.
5: Oh yeah. Nowadays you get people that are like, Hey, I need you to ask me about this so I can do Mm -hmm. my, my bit. And I'll sit here like I've sat and watched, bring comedians in to do Tom's show. And they'll literally have their papers out in front of them. And then break, they're crossing off. Okay. I just did that bit. I did this bit. All right. We're going to come back with this. And it's like, that's not good or fun to listen to.
4: Well, and one thing that helped a lot in the very beginning was that people didn't know what a podcast was. So we'd be like, hey, can you come on our podcast? And they're like, I don't really know what that is, so sure, let's see what happens. And then it always ended up pleasantly surprising them. Now podcast is kind of synonymous with like, you know, every group of friends has their own shitty podcast. Right. Right. Yeah. And so people are like, oh, I don't want to be on your podcast. There's a billion podcasts out there. Why would I bother? Um, if
7: they did their research, though, they would know. I mean, your yeah, but listeners, Tom, are so amazing. They, they DM me. They send me emails. They will think of something, and they're like, I thought of you, so I sent this. They're so kind and loving and very loyal and passionate, which I appreciate.
1: That's so amazing. In our audience, I look at the, the breakdowns and all this stuff. The audience on, on the old Q show and this audience now Um, because I have some people going, well, you know, I should, should I have them use a code word? And I said, my audience basically is very well educated and they have a lot of money and they don't give a rat's ass about promo codes. You got to remember that. Now, yes, you should ask most people to use a promo code. I understand that, but my audience, I, they don't give a rat's ass about stuff like that. So the thing about coming on this show you're going to expose yourself to a completely different audience. There's no question about that, which I think is a good thing, right?
7: Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I think that that, you know, for comedians that should be the selling point. Like you're opening yourself up to a new audience that may not have heard you before.
1: You know, Paul Mercurio came in last week and he just hit two home runs, one on the morning show and one on the afternoon show with the family. He was so enthusiastic, but Paul and I have known each other for 20 years. That's the big difference. Most of the comedians that do come in now. And, and the sad thing about that is we lost so many during COVID. My God, did a lot of comedians die. That was a tough, that was a tough road to hoe. What do we, we lost about five or six really big names.
7: Huge names.
1: You know? <clears throat> yeah. Which was an, an unfortunate situation. But yeah, I hope, I hope we get back to that day where, where comedians will uh, want to come in and do it. First of all, what I would do if I were a comedian is I would do my research that if you're just an average yuck, i really wouldn't want to do your show either but if the show is you know filled with people who know what stand-up comedy is that's totally different yeah
7: yeah yeah it, definitely
1: well
4: the other thing is everyone wants to be national these days because everything yeah. is national the internet youtube is national instagram is national international even you know you put something out on youtube it gets big it's now big in you know 80 countries So the idea of coming on a local show, a lot of people think that's beneath them because they're like, oh, well, why would I come on this local show where I'm not going to hit it big when I could be on like, you know, PewDiePie or whatever the hell and get an audience (laughs) of a billion people? (laughs) I I assume so. I've never
1: watched one of his videos, but I'm not 12 years old enough to care about him. I suppose that's true. All right, Kristen, we've got to wrap it up. Any closing words?
7: Oh, yeah. Um. We were speaking about variety shows last night. There is a really fun one tonight. It's on Dick Van Dyke, 98 Years of Aww. Magic, highlighting his career. Tons of celebrities, musical numbers. It's on CBS. I say don't mm-hmm. miss it. I have a couple friends that worked on it, and they said it was spectacular. And they love that he's still here, and we're honoring him while he's alive instead of doing a memorial.
2: He's still alive. That's yeah, a great thing. Jeez.
7: Yeah. He is.
2: I hope he's not oh, doing he pratfalls anymore. <laughs> <laughs> really you know, he still just
7: dance. I've interviewed him a few times. He is so incredibly kind and sweet.
0: Huh. And
7: he said he still exercises, and he said that has been one of the keys to his longevity.
4: Wow, he looks mm. really good for ninety-seven. I got us or ninety-eight.
2: I have to say, I think yeah. everybody who's alive looks good for ninety-eight. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, yeah, <that's, laughs>
4: there's something to be that said for that.
2: Too.
7: He has a youthful energy about him. I think that's also what makes yeah. him really special. Uh, I don't
4: even have my youthful energy anymore.
2: Yeah. But that is true. You know, if you can still if you have a sense of humor when you're 98, you're probably okay.
1: Yeah. You know what I love about Dick Van Dyke? I knew which network was going to have him on because he's that kind of guy. He put it on CBS, Mm -hmm. which made him very famous. Sure. I think that's terrific. Yep. They've
7: been loyal to him. He's loyal to them.
1: Yeah, I think that's a wonderful story, right? That in and of itself is just a great story. Loyalty is a great thing. No question about it. Now, tomorrow, when you leave at this time, it'll be, oh, we won't talk to her for 11 days because of Christmas. What are we going to do? Right? You
7: guys will be happy to have a break for me and we'll come back refreshed. No, on January right not second. not true
1: at all. Not true <laughs> at all. All right. Well, have a magnificent day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.
7: Sounds good. Take care,
1: everyone. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, we'll take a break. Be right back. Wrap things up right after this.
0: This is The Tom Bernard Show. Listen live on the Tom Bernard Show app or at TomBernardShow.com.
1: Doesn't use chemicals or soaps that smell like a janitor's closet like other cleaning services how about a tom bernard deal well here it is get three rooms zero resified starting at 129 bucks and don't forget your air ducts mention me and they'll discount your air vents by 75 bucks too this is for the entire month so call them right now 9520 res backward or forwarded spells the same or book online zero res if it's available ask for them to come to your place in the tom bernard named service truck what an honor that was by the way Just mention me by name and get the special deal to get your home clean and your heart happy. Zero Res carpet. I'm so happy to welcome back our longtime friends, Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning to the show. I've known Steve, the owner, for many years, and I completely trust Sabre to keep my house comfortable. Why? Sabre does everything the right way, and they always put the customer first. I love the team at Sabre because their service experts are experienced NATE-certified technicians, not salespeople. Their pricing is completely upfront, and they fix only what needs to be fixed, nothing more. Sabre is dedicated to giving customers what they need, when they need it, at the fair price. Keeping your family safe and comfortable without breaking the bank. Give Sabre Heating and Air Conditioning a try. I know they'll take care of you, just like they've taken care of me and my family. Whether you need a new Bryant furnace or air conditioner replaced, or just simply need a service call to get you going again, Go to saberheating.com. That's S A B R E heating.com. Sabre and Bryant. Whatever it takes. You have all helped support MyPillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with great deals on his most popular products. Right now, you can save 50% on Queen and King pillows and the original My Slippers, and the MyPillow six pack bath towel sets are back in stock. The proprietary technology makes them extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is $79.98. And for a limited time, you can get this six-pack towel set for only $39.99 with promo code TOM. That's a 50% savings. So go to MyPillow.com, use promo code TOM to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. That is just $39.99 for a set. This deal will not last long. Enter promo code Tom for this special and many more.
0: This is the Tom Bernard Morning Show podcast.
1: There well, you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Little news, loud. little information. Time for holiday hijinks, eat and play at these eleven Twin Cities entertainment venues. You guys do this kind of thing? Oh yes, absolutely, one hundred percent. You do okay? Because I don't. I might need some help with this. From classic arcade games and rows of pinball machines to mini golf pickleball and axe throwing, getting out of the house has never been more fun uh, way too often uh, for apparent uh, grown-ups. Oh, apparent grown-ups, I like that. The notion of uh, play gets left by the wayside with everyday worries about uh, the incessant demands of work in all its uh, tedious forms. But inside these venues, the only work is figuring out how to keep score when the vibe hits, even before a group of uh, party-ready friends finishes crossing the threshold. You know you've teed up the best kind of night: the stinging, uh, excuse me, the singing bell uh, of a one-game, the smack of a paddle against a ball or the uh, thunk of a beanbag sliding across a board. So where are these places? Where, where are the biggest venues for this kind of thing? Oh,
5: they're they're all over the place. There's one uh, that's really good. It's called The Burrow. It's out in Victoria. And I believe there's one in Oakdale as well. They okay. have like axe throwing, uh, arcade games. There's a bar, mini golf. So it's like adult arcades, essentially. There's one downtown. Okay. Uh, it's called Puttery that's mini golf uh, themed. So yeah, you can go all over the place. Mm. At
2: well, there's the, time. Brittany. There's that place that uh, you 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 love. Hmm. You take your your uh, your nephews to, used to anyway. You know the place with the miniature in, indoor miniature golf and all the other stuff.
3: You know what I'm talking oh, about. Oh yeah. Oh um uh, the putt putt place, the big one. Yeah. Um
2: Oh, Can Saint Can can, yeah. can Wonderland. Right. Can right. Can. Yes, yeah. We've done
3: that many. That's time. supposed it's to funny. be a great
2: place. Yeah.
3: I, we don't eat often there, so I kind of—it's funny—I didn't even think of it as an option. But yeah, you're absolutely right; they have great food there. We just always end up spending money and running around like crazy. It's a blast. Yeah,
2: I—I I grew up playing pinball. That was—I I, love playing pinball. And so, a few years ago, I'd say you know, going back maybe seven, eight years ago, pinball suddenly it suddenly yeah. became cool again. And but the problem was uh, the the great thing was especially for people who had played pinball over the years was they had the, some a lot of the classic old pinball machines and those pinball machines required a lot more skill mm. because there were all sorts of things you could do that you can't do when the ball is traveling ninety miles an yep. hour yeah and but you always knew if the if the when you walked in you would always know if the pinball machines were genuine old fashioned pinball machines that required a lot of skill because it would almost always be out of order
0: yeah.
4: do they have pinball machines that aren't classic and old oh yeah. is there a such thing as a new pinball machine oh yeah, yeah.
5: like because what was it i don't think it's i think it changed to something else now but it was tilt over in tilt uptown right that was yeah uh, i been like in there yeah. of, they had a lot of pinball things where that's up down also in uptown has a lot of the classic and they had arcade new stuff. Games? Uh, Tilt, I believe, had some. Like, I guess I don't know. Yeah. it huh. looked newer to me. I guess.
2: Yeah, no, I've, I've been in those. I've been in Tilt, and uh, there's another place that was on um, like, a, like 28th Street in Lindale or something. You know what mm-hmm. I'm talking about? But anyway, yeah, I think they you're, had. I think
5: you're about up down.
2: They had a yeah. They had a ton of pinball machines, and some were genuine. Some of them were the old mechanical machines, which mm-hmm. were they—they they were the gold standard, and then and then of course they had a lot of the the newer machines. When I say newer, maybe they were only you know 15 years old. Yeah. But the, but those machines were all digital, and yeah. those machines didn't require a lot of maintenance, so they became very popular with the people who owned them or rented them. But those machines, the, the ball—it was basically like they were especially designed, I think, for meth addicts. Oh, Not as much be. fun. You
4: got to have that uh, reflexes. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And you couldn't freeze the ball on the, in the flipper. See, with the old machines, oh, you yeah. could freeze yeah. the ball on the flipper. Right. And right. that was really where the skill came in. Yeah.
1: There are a couple of names. I uh, just want to know if you guys have ever been there. Lit Pinball Bar. To, we were Lickle, we, Liquor Lyle's was on Hennepin Avenue there. Uh, driven past Lit it.
5: Pinball driven past it but never went. No, we
1: been in it. Up down.
5: What's a yeah, great, great place in uh uptown off of yeah. Lindale and Lake Street. Mm-hmm. It the pizza oh, okay. is phenomenal. Yeah, it's and really And they have
3: good. a spot too where you just play um Nintendo 64 yep. where you have Nintendo on 64 Street and let's well. like, I know and it is like Mario Kart just mm-hmm. on these big screens yeah. and it's it's yep. so fun yeah, but the, but ball. the problem
2: is pizza and pinball do not mix. Pizza and video games, yeah, you're going to get the yeah. those
4: controllers are going to need a nice hosing down that afterwards. Is correct. Yep. Ugh.
5: I would say for at least for an arcade relatively clean. Like it's not like you don't yeah. you're not feeling greasiness on any of the games no, and good. stuff. They keep everything nice, so.
1: God, they got everything covered in here. This is this is a pretty amazing list of of places. If you want pickleball, Minneapolis Cider Company, you ever been yep. there? Oh, been yeah. there. I was just at yep. a
3: wedding there that uh, we played pickleball
5: after, so it was right. pretty fun.
3: It's
1: over in northeast. Right. How about Smash Park? No,
5: nope. that's new nope. in Roseville, I believe. Up in up Roseville, pickleball. yep, yep, yeah, absolutely.
1: Place. So it's a new place in Roseville. It's a massive ode to all things fun, is what it says. All wow. things fun. All things fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, if you want an escape room the lodge of lazarus crow yeah i never even heard of that the lodge of, of Al- Lazarus it sounds like an edgar Allan poe lodge. story the lodge of lazarus crow that's the name of it it's an escape room apparently i've never oh. done an escape room you guys ever done that
3: yeah they're really fun
1: mm-hmm. are they
3: yeah okay. they're a blast f- I've, I've always had fun in them no matter what even if it was easy or hard you're just like in such a unique situation with a group of people yeah. like, either you know them well and you bring them or, like, randoms because you're there with <laughs> two people. Uh, we always – like, there's always an inside joke then for the next 30 years of some weird guy that was in there or something. I don't mm. know. They're a blast.
1: You got the Three Jack, uh, Can Can oh. Wonderland, and the Pottery. Those are all golfing places.
5: Yeah. yeah. Three Jack is more – that's downtown. It's more of a, like, I'll say, like, a real golfers, like it's golf simulator type of thing at adults. Oh, okay. Pottery is, def- is a, like – Mini golf.
2: Oh, it's
1: a mini golf thing. Boy, they some of these places are decked out. I'm looking at a picture. This is uh what is this? Burroughs in Victoria. Yeah, you know that
5: Yep, that's ten
1: yeah. out of ten. That's beautiful. Yep. Yeah,
3: me and Justin went there when I was pregnant and we had a blast. It was super, it was just fun. It's... There was so much going on, it was huge too. No.
1: Well, they spent a ton of money on this place too, just looking at the picture.
3: Yeah, the parking lot's My tiny God. and the event space is huge. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's
1: huge. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like it would be a lot. Okay, well, we can wrap it up right there because, look, we just gave you a ton of fun Thing I've never been to any of these places, so I could go to these places now. Yeah. And yeah. have fun. And even, yeah, like, Burrow, you could bring, like, the grandkids there in mini golf and they'd have Whoa, a so that's of stuff. Good.
3: Yeah. yeah, it's fun.
1: Yeah, that's a good thing. All right, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, we'll be right back in just a couple minutes with the family show.